0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast, I'm your host, Laura McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Pia Barancini. She has many jobs and many things that I think would be very helpful for you because she is a creative director, co-founder, podcast host mother, and trying to balance and manage it all. So I wanted to ask her about all of these areas of her life because I know so many of us are trying to balance so many different things. So we talk about dating to now being married and fashion and motherhood. So if you guys want to hear from Pia, keep listening. I was also on her podcast, Everything is the Best. And before we get into the episode, don't forget to subscribe because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Pia. Okay. So it was just on your podcast. So anybody listening, you should go over there because we we're on each other's <laughs> and we were talking about when we met and we actually met when you launched your brand, which was like five or six years ago.
1: Yeah. I think it's like five and a half years. And then that'll be six years ago in August. It's so oh
0: weird. Oh my gosh. What led you to starting LPA, like a brand of your own?
1: Did you always think you were going to have a brand of your own? I didn't, I thought having a brand of your own was for like an upper echelon of human that I just wasn't because, you know, had, uh, we had talked about before, like, you know, remember when we used to shop on Robertson and there was like Planet Blue and Kitson and Madison and Diabolina and all those stores were full of incredible brands. Like. I don't really think brands look like that at all anymore. It was, it, you would just walk in every week and there'd be like a new shipment and you would just be like, what the hell? Like everything was interesting and beautiful and cool and different and and expensive. And I remember thinking, you know, I loved it so much. And I remember thinking when I would get to know some of the owners of certain brands or whatever, like there was a brand called Yaya that Yeah LF Lala who started Reformation owned, like it was, it was people who really knew what they were doing. And I was like, I'm just never going to get it together enough. And then, you know, I moved to New York and I did a bunch of different things and I did PR like you did. I did PR for a long time. And then I started doing PR internally at Reformation when there was like 10 employees, when it had just started. And as I really got to grow within the brand, I you know, then I became like the brand director, and then I started doing the Instagram, and then I started doing styling, and then I started sitting in on design meetings mm. because I truly was the target customer. And I also had like more of a curvy body. And How I old just, were you then? Uh, 24, okay. 25. And I just knew what this girl wanted because I was her. And so it totally made sense to start sitting in on the design meetings and then. After, you know, by the fifth year I was there, that's all I did was design. It was just so crazy.
0: Okay. So everybody grows up like, oh, I want to work in fashion. <laughs> but I, I think like the, the what wonders. it is. Yeah. Like <laughs> what it actually is, I think is much different than like what you think it is. So what is it really like to work in fashion?
1: I mean, listen, if you, if you want to start a brand that's like easy, like sack dresses and they have like a special embroidery or they're like vintage fabric or something, that's like an easy fit for all body types, then, then it's easy. I mean, it's still going to be hard because you have to manage customer service. You have to ship things. You have to do like logistics are all really hard, but fitting a garment and scaling a garment and buying trims and making sure that all the, it is so like the glory fades quickly when you're like measuring a button size. (laughs) (laughs) or that you've ordered enough, you know, or like a sample comes in and you're like the zipper effects. We should definitely have an exposed zipper. And it's like, you can't do that because we already ordered the invisible zippers, but like the way that the style is the invisible zipper is pulling on each end. And so you just know that this garment is, you're never going to hit your margins because there's going to be a bunch of returns. Like it's, it's so much. So that was why getting back to your initial question, working with Revolve was the best way for me to enter into fashion. I was working at Reformation. There was really nowhere for me to grow anymore at the company. I'd been there for a long time and it was time to go. And I had just broken up with someone that I was with for, I think like two and a half, three years. And during my time with him, I had gotten emails from Zara asking to go there and interview. But this is so interesting how life is. I knew that he wasn't gonna be a long-term boyfriend. And so when I said, I just, I loved him, but I had this gut feeling he wasn't the one. And I, 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 and it was me, I was too scared to leave him because I loved him and I was scared to be single again, but I gut feeling knew he wasn't my person. So when I would get these emails from Zara, I remember bringing it up to him once and he was like, oh my God, let's do it. Like we should move to Spain. And I remember thinking like, we, I can't move to Spain with you. <laughs> Exactly. And I was like, okay, like a lot of red flags here. One that I wouldn't be willing to move to another country with this person. And the other one is that I'm considering take that I would want to take this interview. So as soon as we broke up, I took the interview and I went to Spain. I called my girlfriend at the time. We were very close, Emrata. And she was, you know, like she had gotten famous at this point. When I met her, she was a customer at Reformation in the store when I would like work at the store. And so that time I met her, she would like come up to LA from San Diego to model and shoots and stuff. And I was like, listen, I want to go to Italy. I'm going to Spain. Like I'm, so I'm already going to be in Europe and like, you know, czar is paying for this round trip ticket. So do you want to just like meet me in Italy? And she was like, yes. And she had just come from a revolve event in New York and at the event, Risa said, "Who were you going to meet in Italy?" And she said, "My friend Pia." And she said, "Oh my God, I saw on Instagram that she said that she was like about to leave Reformation. Do you think she'd ever work for us?" And I was like, "That's so." And we literally like landed, and we met at the airport in Naples, and like got a car to Amalfi. We like found like the cheapest little place in Amalfi that was so cute, and we like walked down to Shea Black. And we're like eating a pizza, at Shea Black. <laughs> And she said, "By the way, this girl Risa, who works for, I go, oh, yeah, I know she is asking if she wants to talk to you." I go, that's so weird. And two seconds later, Zara had sent me the the job offer via email, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm moving to Spain!" And we start crying and cheersing. and it was so. I was like, "That's so weird." And then, and then I met with with Risa when I got back, and she was like, "We don't want you to take the job at Zara. We want you to come work for us." we're doing all these private label brands and they're doing really well. Like we think that you should be the creative director of one. Like we have all the infrastructure and you would have complete design control and like we'll support you in any way that you need. And it's like a perfect partnership. It's like we have what you don't have and you have what we don't have. And I was like, great. And that's how it started. Oh
0: my gosh. Also Italy, what a special place for you. I feel like this- (laughs) this your husband you got engaged like there's a lot that happens there so anything of- something new you're manifesting I feel like you just it's an excuse to take a trip because I feel like a lot of good things there. hey guys let's take a quick break because I want to talk about Mother's Day this is your reminder that Mother's Day is really around the corner I need to actually shop for a gift for my mom I asked her recently some of the things that she wanted and she loves like bathrobes and nightgowns and slippers and she likes anything that she can have like her own cozy spa day at home so this is your reminder don't forget to pick up something for your mom grandma yourself or a friend and luckily for you macy's has got you covered with their gift finder and amazing gifts at any price so if you guys need some inspo go to macy's.com gift to get some great ideas i'm going to share with you guys a few of my favorites If you go to the gift finder and then you hit loungewear and pajamas, there are so many cute pajama sets in here. There's ones that have like short sleeve tops with pants. There's nightgowns and slip dresses and even bathrobes. For the beauty lover, there's a bunch of gifts under $25. One, I feel like this is amazing, especially even for yourself if you're trying to discover a new fragrance. It's a 24-piece favorite scent discovery set for her. It's created for Macy's. It has 24 of these iconic luxury scents so you can find a new favorite to try. There's also this really great neck and shoulder wrap, which for me, especially from like sitting on my computer all day, I feel like it's a gift I even want to get myself. And a gift that I bought my mom before that I know she loves is an espresso machine. She loves her so much. And it also comes with a frother. So if your mom likes to make cappuccinos and lattes and stuff at home, this is such a good gift. So they have so many gifts for so many budgets under $25 or something more luxury. You guys can head to Macy's.com slash gift finder to make this Mother's Day an especially memorable one. Again, that's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now let's get back to the episode. I think people are really inspired by your love story. So like as much as you want to tell, like, how did
1: you guys meet? How did you guys start dating? Where was he living? He DM'd me on Instagram. I had been single. So I moved out of that house and I moved in with my girlfriend, Ashley, who lived in this very cool house in the hills. It was like the perfect, you know, there was like a great pool. It was like so LA, like we were like both young babes and there was a pool and we would always have people over. She was like so open with her house, like in such a great way. She loved to cook. We had barbecues and pool parties and it was so fun. And I went on a trip with my girlfriend, Erin Boston. She was like, let's go to Austin for my birthday. And so we're like on a plane heading to Austin and we land and I'm on Instagram and some guy DMs me and says, you look interesting. And I was like, that's weird and kind of ignore it. Cause I looked at his page and it was him, like he was in men's fashion. So his page was like photos of him in like three piece suits at like Pitti in Florence, like during like all the men's shows. And I was like, what? Like that is so not like, you know, my ex-boyfriend was in streetwear and the woman for that was a skateboarder. So I was like, that's a world, but I have no, I don't know what to do with that. And then he said something else. Like he kept like persisting and I was ignoring him. And then he said, well, I guess, I guess you also must be complicated too, or something. And then I answered and I was like, what do you mean complicated? And <laughs> and he was like, oh, I got her. And then we started just like texting and we called, we talked on the first time when we were, we were in Austin at my friend Mendoza's house. And I was like, I think I'm just gonna like take this guy's phone call. And I remember getting on the phone with him and being like, oh, you're like really Italian. Like, your your accent (laughs) is like so thick. Like, this is so weird. And then I just progressed into FaceTiming. And then it got to that point, like, you know, where you date someone and you're like, if you're not in the same place, it's like, you call, you text when you wake up and you text when you're leaving work and you text when you're on your lunch break. Like he had become like a part of my day. And finally I was like, we need to meet." because it's been like a month of this. He even like met my parents on FaceTime. I was like, this is weird. Like we have to like meet each other. And so he had to be in San Francisco on a Monday for work. And so he took the last flight out of New York on Friday because he like worked all day, went from work to the airport, landed at midnight, and then was taking one of the first flights out on Sunday so he could be at work Monday morning. If he wanted to, he would. It's like, if guys want to make the effort. They do. And so he came and it was really like a safe amount of time because it was like a late night flight Friday. It was two nights, but really only like one full day. So I was like, so if this is weird, like he's out of here quickly, you know? Because he like came to my house. (laughs) And so he came, like I went to dinner with my girlfriend, Sarnie. We went to Sunset Tower. I had two martinis. I was like, I'm drunk. I was so nervous mm-hmm. and I accidentally got drunk. And then I was like, I need to just go home and maybe I'll like sleep a little bit. Like, I don't know. What to, I was freaking out. I will never feel that way again in my life. Like, just the most ultimate freak out of all the freak outs. And I get in the Uber and I call him and I say, I'm heading home. Like, I'm there whenever you're ready. And he said, Oh, I landed early. I'm about to get in the car to come be with you. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I just got home and I just like sat there. And I like got on my bed and like turned on a movie to like distract myself. And I said, I literally said the front door is unlocked, like walk all the way back from the bedroom on the left. And he walked in and he had like his full suit on and he had a garment bag over his shoulder. He stood in the doorway and he was like, Joe. And I was like, (laughs) this is a movie. This is literally a movie. I was like, come here and hug me. And he was like, I want to soak up this moment for a second before. You know, and it was, I mean, it was a full movie. It was, oh we ended up gosh. having like a great week, like a crazy, great weekend. And that was the beginning of like a lot wow. of, tumultuous dating because we were together, then we'd break up and then we were together and then we'd break up. But it was a whole thing. But oh, was,
0: I think I didn't, breakfast. I actually didn't know that you guys like were together and break up. Oh I think I God. just thought it was like long distance. And then.
1: Because there was he, his goal he was working for Brunello Cuccinelli and the goal there was to get the job working in the style office full time, which was moving back to Italy. And he, when he proposed to me, they said, okay, like it's your time. You got the promotion you've been working for, for six years, like come move to Italy. And Brunello is in a tiny town called Solomeo in Umbria. There's like 400 people in the town it's beautiful. It's farms. It's like really close to Assisi, which is like where St. Francis is from, but it really is in like the middle of the boot. You know, it's hours from Milan. It's hours from Rome. It's hours. It's in it's in the middle. So it's great. So you're kind of, you know, also close to everything. But there's no major town. you know, it's you're it's five hours from Milan. So we went and visited and I looked at the town. It doesn't look real. It looks fake. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's people wearing thousands of dollars worth of clothing, walking through this gorgeous medieval town to their offices and like driving there in the most beautiful cars and they're elegant, gorgeous people who are making some of the most beautiful garments in the world. And I was like, what am I going to do here? (laughs) Like, and he was like, you'll have my babies. And I was like alone, like (laughs) with with no friends, like while you're at work. And he's like, listen, like you're really good at, at your job. Like, I'm sure they could give you a job here. And I was like, that seems weird. That doesn't seem earned. You know, that seems, and they would have, because they're like, it's a loving, beautiful family. And I said, I can't move here. And he literally gave up his dream and moved here.
0: Wow. I've chills.
1: Oh my gosh. It was really hard for him and really gnarly. And it was a really bad, like two years when he first got here because he couldn't legally work. That's when he started his brand because he couldn't legally work. And I was like, you're going to get a job No problem. Like you are a top fashion guy. You're gorgeous. You're, you, you know, you were, he was so loved at Brunello. He was the hardest heart. He's the hardest working person I've ever met. Truly, truly. Like when we, I go visit him in New York, we would drive around he was a visual merchandiser for all the stores. He There were nights where he couldn't go to bed unless he would go check all the Brunello windows to make sure that they looked how they were supposed to. Like he's like, he's like Virgo tendencies. Like, I don't know where it comes from for him to give that up was a really big deal. But then I figured, oh my God, he'll find a job in LA. No problem. He can be like a stylist. He can, we'll, we can find like a, a great man. He can do personal styling for, I'm sure he can do some celebrities. Cause he was doing all the celebrity dressing at Brunello. And not a single job offer came his way. And then every time he would go to an interview, everyone would say he was overqualified. It was really sad. And so that's when we started or he started his clothing brand, like from our dining room table, because he was like, I can't legally work until I get my green card. And it took so long. And he was like, I have to start working. So we did like a very small friends and family round. Wow. And he started that here.
0: Oh my gosh. Two, two fashion people together. (laughs) Do you learn a lot from him? Like, does he want
1: to give you input on LPA? Oh, totally. Like if I post something, if I like repost something from LPA that he hasn't seen, like he'll he'll call me and be like, that is so good. Like, I love how you shot that. Like that dress is so great. Like that looks so great. Like he's really on it. I love that. Let's
0: take a quick break to talk about hair. So a few months ago, my mom was visiting me for the holidays and we were talking about her hair and her hair was just thinning and she was really frustrated. And I went online to try to search for a solution for her. And I was like, okay, let's find something and order it. And ever since then, she'd been taking something for the last few months. Well, she just came to visit me again and her hair looked dramatically different. And we had taken a before picture a few months ago and I saw the after results today. I put them side by side and I was shocked at how much her hair has changed in just a few short months. And she's been using Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weekend or thinning hair. So if you guys are among them and you know you're not alone, there's definitely a solution that you guys can trust to deliver the results. So Nutrifull is a number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, and it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrifull supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting five of the root causes of thinning hair, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, metabolism through the whole body. And they have these really unique formulas that support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support my show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Mariana to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Mariana. And I know my mom has been loving her results and I hope you will too. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so I have to talk about your wedding because I think I've sent Mm -hmm. you some TikToks too. We were talking about TikTok. (laughs) Your wedding is like very viral. Like your wedding, (laughs) whenever I see like a TikTok and it'll be like my dream Pinterest wedding board and it's all yours. Or like, I want to film my whole like reception and I want to shoot my whole reception in film. It's because of like your wedding. So (laughs) people wanted me to ask you, how can someone replicate the intimate vibe that you
1: had at your wedding? It was intimate. It was a hundred people. It was at our home. It was, you know, finding a film photographer that was like a friend. It was the, uh, the main, the digital photographer was a friend. It was having my nephews pick lemons for my brother's house to put on the table. It was, you know, it's really calling on your community of people. I also paid for it myself. I didn't have a big budget. Like I had a very small budget. And I think ultimately making it as authentic to you as possible. I feel like people see these things on Pinterest and they're like, Oh, I'm going to do that at the wedding. Cause they want these like, and you do, you should have moments, but they should be so authentically about you and, and your partner. Yeah. You know? And I
0: know that you're saying that, okay, well you want it to be authentic to you, but is there anything that you
1: just like love at your wedding that you were like, oh my gosh, everybody else should do this. Cause like, I love yes. having this thing. You should pay attention to making sure that there is good food. Mm-hmm. You should have everyone sit down and eat their meals and have it be easy food, not crazy, fancy plated food because nobody cares. They just want to eat easy. We just had big bowls of pasta and big salads. And have speeches be a separate special thing that everybody pays attention to and don't and have them make sure that they're short and sweet. And it's like for people who are really important. And like that really sets the tone for the wedding because you don't hear like the click clacking clanking of people eating while someone's giving a speech. Everybody, I wanted it to feel like it was a dinner party. So Mm -hmm. making sure that everybody sat and ate together as a dinner party. And I sat people strategically who hadn't met with people who had met. So, people were really enjoying being with each other. And then we moved to a separate area for speeches and cake cutting. And I feel like that broke up the evening in a nice way. So, people felt like another event was happening and everyone was really attentive to the speeches and they were very emotional and very funny. And then that went right into dancing and having those kind of like separate moments broken up. You know, it was like the ceremony. And then we did appetitivo in the front and then everybody moved to the side to sit down and kind of having that. Those like little broken up moments was great and truly became about us, really, because the speeches for like really like outside of obviously the ceremony was like a big thing.
0: Oh, I love it. I like love seeing all the pictures from it. It's so beautiful. And every time it like comes up on my, on my internet, Pinterest or TikTok, I'm just like so happy to see it. Like, do you it see it a lot? Day.
1: I need to get. I'm starting to get more into Pinterest. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird. I have Google alerts set up, and so every time somebody pins the wedding, I get. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> pin, pin, pin all the time. Like the oh. the
0: film photos are very cool. You definitely inspired like a whole new style of wedding photography.
1: I think I so I had a blog a million years ago, and I only used to take film photos. And I remember speaking to a photographer at one point who was really cool, this guy in New York that I would see around. And I, we I ended up having like brunch together one day, he and his wife and with a bunch of people. And he was like, you know, he's like, there's something really cool about the photos that you're taking because he's like, I can't take photos like that because I set up everything. I want lighting and I have everything set up and I make it perfect. And I have this like vignette. And he's like, you're just only capturing moments. And it was very, it was very, my vibe to have like I just, it was this cool young guy, Austin, who works for our friend, Justin Chung. Justin Chung shoots for Davi Day. He does our, you know, important moments in our life that day he wasn't available. And so he sent his assistant and Austin was so cool. And he like came to the rehearsal the night before. We just like kept buying him drinks. We were like, <laughs> just like smoke cigs and like drink martinis and like take as many photos as you want. Just like rip around, like hang out. There's going to be some cute single girls here, you know, like... And he just caught all these really cool moments because it was like he was at a party that he wanted to photograph.
0: That's really cool. I love it. I love the style of the photos. Um, Okay, so now that we're talking about being married, you guys do (laughs) Baranchini import together. Yeah. Okay, so how are you
1: managing working together, having a baby together, living together? Like, We're still figuring that out, but I think, you know, like, I think we really have to learn to trust what the other one is saying. Like working with Italians is very specific and we're working with a very iconic, incredible legacy family who makes that olive oil and and did this blend for us and is doing this project with us. And they work in a in a certain way that I have to be very respectful of. And Davide will be like, this needs to be very slow and it needs to be something that happened, you know? And I'm like, no, we need to launch fifteen products and you need to launch over the course of this time. And this is our launch strategy and 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 he'll be like, "That's not what we're doing." And then, like, we'll both realize that we're right, and there's a middle to it. you know, and and that's really we complement each other very well in that sense because he does everything very methodically, very slowly. You know, he comes from a luxury background. His sweaters are made so special factories in and Umbria. There's a whole, very, he has to go there. They have to talk. The guy has to like feel it to make this, you know, it's this whole thing where I'm just like, make the fucking sweater. Yes. Like, <laughs>
0: like, we need a bit the, of speed.
1: <laughs> the combo of the two of me slowing down and being more thoughtful while like also, you know, generating a little bit of sense emergency is, is really like the blend, but it mm-hmm. is hard.
0: Yeah, and then it does how does that carry over into parenting? Like, do you have similar
1: different parenting styles? Like, culturally, is it different? What I will say, when I was pregnant, we spent a significant amount and amount of time talking about how we wanted to parent, and I we went to actually we went had drinks with someone in New York a couple months ago who is a, a guy that I love very deeply, and he has three kids and he's divorced, and he has never talked about the divorce before, but he talked about it for a second. He said, you know, you marry someone, you date someone and you marry someone and then you have kids with someone and it's a whole different person because every decision, we didn't realize how different we were. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, I really think we should do this. So we talked about that extensively, literally down to like, okay, it's 6.30, uh, it's six o'clock, it's bedtime, she's crying like, do we try to make her stop crying or are you okay with putting her down and letting her cry out in her crib? Like we would talk about all of that. So for the most part, we are completely aligned. We got into a fight on Friday because she or Sunday because she was really tired. She totally, her nap schedule was off. I'm down to let it be off a couple of days a week. Cause I also want her to like be malleable and enjoy coming out with us. We were at the park all day, but she needed a bottle. And I was like, let's get her calm and feed her the bottle because I want to make sure that she has enough nutrients for the day. And he was like, she needs to go to bed. She's not, she doesn't want the bottle. And I was like, let's just try. He put her down and she fell right asleep. And he came into the kitchen. He was like, you need to say that I was right. And I was like, this isn't a right or wrong thing. Like we both want the best for her. Like I wanted her to eat. You wanted her to get to sleep as fast as possible. Those are both a win. Like I'm worried that she's not getting enough weight. You are worried that she's overly tired. Like this is not There was like a huge blowout for like 20 minutes until we both apologized.
0: So I think this is just a really busy phase of life for so many of us. I know we've got a lot going on personally and professionally and trying to juggle our jobs and our home life. And I know that sometimes it's just difficult to figure out time to like make sure you meal plan and do grocery shopping for the week. So why not get straight to the good part with great meals that require no prep whatsoever, which is perfect for me and like how I would like to like do my food schedule and everything for the week so I can make sure I'm eating really delicious, yummy foods. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. I also like that when I went onto the site and I was trying to figure out what to order, a lot of times I feel limited by the choices when I go onto a website like this, but there were so many options for me to have from smoothies, soups and grain bowls, noodle bowls, light soups, and so much more. So there's kale pesto noodles, which I love pesto noodles. There's also a red curry noodle and creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, which I just like to have these things in my fridge. So if I'm hungry, I just know that I can grab something that's like delicious and nutritious and really filling. And definitely add the coffee frappe smoothie to your order. And you'll love this because Splendid Spoon really takes the work out of eating healthy because everything's just delivered right to your door. And it's just delicious food. It's plant-based, gluten-free, GMO-free, and there's always plenty of vegetables and healthy fats and whole grains. So try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off of your plate. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com slash Mariana for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan. Again, that's SplendidSpoon.com slash Mariana for $50 off. One of the things I want to talk to you about is your daughter and privacy, which I Mm -hmm. personally love because I think... I'm not pregnant, but like, I do think probably when I am, I'll probably try to keep it to myself as long as possible. And like, I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I think we're just now getting to the age where like people started to have kids on the internet like a decade ago or so. And so they're just getting of age to like kind of see how it was. Is there, was there like a specific reason why you chose like not to
1: show her? When we were dating and we were talking about marriage and kids, I remember him saying, I don't ever want a big wedding. Like whoever I marry is going to want the same thing as me, which is like a little elopement somewhere with no people out. And I remember being like, that's not what I want. <laughs> like I grew up in Pasquina, Father of the bride is my Bible. And we it's watched the movie. <laughs> it's literally like it's the house is four minutes for me. And he was like, oh, <clears throat> okay, I get it. And he was like, I get it. Like I could do that, you know? And then- I was like, what about kids? And blah, blah, blah. I, can't remember it. I can't remember how it came up because my child will never be on the internet. Like, he, and he at the time was like very much not on it. Like, you know, he had that account to message me and then he ended up deleting it. Like he was very not on the internet at all. And he was like, you bet your ass. Like my child will not be on the internet. And he kind of said it to me in a way that like, I know that you would want to do that. Like, just so you know, that can't happen and i was so taken aback and i remember being like how am i going to have a child and it's not on the internet <laughs> like like everything i do is on the internet like this is this is going to be a disaster like how is this possible and it didn't take long for me to realize that that was really the right thing to do it settled in my bones with me very nicely it mm-hmm. felt authentic to our family unit that my mom is on our page a lot. He, you know, there's not we really have no boundaries at this point, but something that we worked really hard for, who is so innocent. Like when you see, when you like hold, I'm so taken aback by her vulnerability and her innocence. Like she doesn't know anything. It makes me emotional (laughs) because I think about kids who don't, who, who don't have the love that she has and how literally kids just look up at you to like, take care of them. They're just like, they don't know how to do anything and everything is scary and weird. And so I, it breaks my heart thinking about kids in foster homes that are really young or any, you know, parents that are like absentee or didn't want, Like, it kills me. It kills me. And so to see her little innocent face, I don't, and then thinking that someone could be like, oh, she's not as cute as I thought she was going to be. Or like, you know, whatever, like questioning my parenting. Like, I was just like, we well, just got to keep her safe. Yeah, because I also see this spiral of like, and it's totally fine. It is what it is, and it's a part of our life. But I do see kids who who are aware that they're on the internet and and aware of how they're acting, and like they'll have their parents be like, "What did you just say?" And they'll like say it again, and then they'll be like, "Wait, I want to see it." And it's so much self awareness. But I just wanted to preserve her innocence for herself a little Mm -hmm. bit. Well,
0: I love that you do that. And I think the more women I follow that do it. I think it makes other people comfortable. I'm like, Oh, I I can do that. And like, I do like these other people. Like I saw like, you know, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, she doesn't ever show her kids. Like she showed like the back of their head or like she had her daughter, she just posted it. And it was like her daughter's little tiny hand coming out of like a bassinet. And I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) this is such a cute announcement. And I love that. It's like, okay, we know what's happening, but it's not what her content is about. And then that way you can really have separation because like, I think when your social media is your job, it's, you know, maybe if it's not your job, it's fine if you want to post stuff because then it's just like organic to you. But when it becomes your job, you almost feel like you're like sharing and you have to share everything. And the more you share, the more you have to share. And so I just want to thank you because I love seeing other women mm, doing it because it's inspiring
1: to like myself also knowing that when I want to do that one day, it's okay because other people do it too. But it's scary because you think that you're supposed to do this thing that people are going to be mad at you about it, right? That you, they want this from you and they do. And people do make comments about it. But I, I really feel like, you know, if there's like a bucket lit, you know, if we are, this is like, you know, say a bucket list scenario, like five years from now, our house is done. Architectural digest is like, we would love to shoot your house and your family. Part of me is like, you know what, if I want to put her in a cute dress in like that moment, and she at like five years old gets to be in like one, you know, little like bucket list, cool, iconic moment like that. I think are, are interesting, but her every day, what she's doing, but you know, it is hard. Cause like, then I look at like other people's kids on the internet and like, I can't get enough of it. And I'm like, Oh, I love what that kid is doing. Oh, tired. I love
0: to watch what other people are doing. I love yes. watching babies. Like babies you know? are very cute. So I, I definitely like enjoy watching other people's and like, I want to see all my friends, kids, just like a, a balance, I guess, of like, whatever works for
1: you. Just keep it on close friends. And then when she's out in public, by the way, like we brought her to dinner a couple nights ago. And these girls were like, Oh my god, hi. And I was like, hi. And I was like, Do you want to see Carmela? She's at the table. And they were like, yeah. And they're like all came over to the table. They're like, oh my God, like it's so special. That. So cute. You know? That's
0: very cute. Do you wish there was anything you knew before becoming a mom? Like, is there something that you like so surprised about? Like, oh my gosh, I wish people would have told me this. Selfishly, I want to know for
1: myself. <laughs> I wish people didn't talk, uh, I, this is the catch for me, too. There are so many scary things. Nobody's ever talked about. And so there's always that. I didn't know that was going to happen. Like nobody told me I was going to feel this kind of pain. Nobody told me this was good. This adjustment was, you know, whatever. But I also inadvertently think that that is almost like instilling more fear. Everybody told me I had to have a night nurse and that, how am I going to do all like everybody made, I was, I spent the last two months of my pregnancy crying. Over what was going to happen when she was born. How was I possibly going to do anything? How was I going to get anything done? I was going to be so sleep deprived. I mean, people really robbed me of my joy of giving birth. Mm. Got an epidural. As soon as I stopped wanting to have a natural birth and pretend like I was some champion of natural births, as soon as I let that go and got an epidural, it was fabulous. (laughs) Like once I relaxed, she came out. It was heaven. The nurses were heaven. We got home. Baby sleep. So what she eats every two or three hours, no big deal. Like it was like, you just do it. You do it because you made this baby and it's fine. And the whole, like, I don't know. I mean, everyone's journey is so different, but everybody really made me feel like this was going to be impossible. And it's definitely an adjustment, but it's well worth it and totally fine. And she is like a great, easy baby because we have great, easy attitudes. Yeah. So
0: is, do you think anyone is actually ever really ready to have a baby or like you just going to jump right in?
1: Yeah. There's no, I mean, it did feel nice to have, like, you'll do what I did, which is like, all your content was turned in and your podcasts were turned in and like, you know, my house had just been painted and the furniture was, you know, like I felt really nested. That was it all was great. I made sure there was tons of yummy nourishing food here. So I I had great smoothies and soups and it was all fine. It was all fine.
0: Did you take a maternity leave? No, because you can't, you're
1: self-employed. It's like (laughs) But I also didn't need it. Like they truly sleep so much. She eats and sleeps and poops. So I'd feed her, you know, I would either change her. Maybe my mom or Davide would help change. I mean, Davide was home for a week and then he went back to work. And then, like when she was sleeping, Like, I'm not going to watch TV, Mm -hmm. you know? I would just answer my emails. (laughs) Like, it wasn't, it was fine.
0: So what's your schedule like now between taking care of her and your many jobs?
1: I'm working on getting, we have, Angelica comes twice a week and I would like to get her full time. Who's this? Angelica is like our housekeeper. Okay. It was like God dropped her into our family and like she feels the same and her and Carmela are really connected in queue and this is like you know, I want her full time she has a lot of financial burdens some she was a victim of a predatory loan so she thought she was refinancing her her apartment and ended up taking out a loan and doubling her mortgage payments i'm trying to get her out of like i'm trying to like get her finances in place So to get her overhead down (laughs) and then hopefully she doesn't have to work so many different jobs and she can have a solid job with us is my goal. And so once I can get her right now, she's twice a week, sometimes three times a week. And even just that is great. Cause then I know Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, I can schedule podcasts or meetings outside of the house or whatever. And then the other days, my mom is here and that's great. And I also like, they're obviously desperately in love. Carmela really only has like one grandparent in the U S Davide's dad is really far away. And obviously she's probably going to see him like, you know, maybe once or twice a year. So having her spend a lot of time with my mom is a dream and it's like, you know, it's fine. She's like downstairs, but you just, it's going to be a problem when she starts to crawl and walk. Then I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're a busy woman. So where can everybody listen to your podcast and follow you and buy all of your things? The podcast is called Everything is the Best. It's available wherever you can listen to podcasts. I'm Pia Barancini on Instagram. LPA is links there as is Barancini and co which is our delicious olive oil and soon to be a whole product line. Hopefully if I can get my shit together.
0: <laughs> so exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you.